This is your wake up call. Wake the fuck up. The Breakfast Club, the show you love to hate. From the East to the West Coast. DJ Envy. Angela Yee. Charlemagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show because this is a voice to society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earn that. Impacting the culture. They wake up in the morning and they, they want to hear that Breakfast Club. The world's most dangerous morning show. Being a mother. Being a Yo 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 Angela Yee is out today. Charlamagne was popping. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day. Yes, today is Wednesday Hump Day. Now you got the bomb loaded up. Drop a bomb for Charlamagne the guy. What I do? Other than be Leonard McKelvey. Drop a bomb for all the authors out there. And, and the reason I say this is I didn't know how uh, in-depth writing books are. Oh, right? man, shut up. No, I'm, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> because I thought it was, you know, you, you tell somebody your thoughts, you, you write the book, and that's it. And then you put it out. Well, you can do that, but I actually write, so. Yes, you know. and my wife writes. So, uh, you know, uh, next year me and my wife wrote a book just about our, our relationship and us being next married Next year you and your years. wife wrote a book? I'm sorry, it comes out next year. I am about to say, wow, that's incredible. It was supposed to come out this year for our 20th anniversary, but because of COVID and we actually want to see people, touch people, talk to people about our relationship, we talk about everything, the ups, the downs, uh, everything you could possibly imagine in our relationship that we went through. We're honest. We talk about how we dealt, dealt with it, but... The difficult part is you have to you have to go through it, right? Because you got to talk about everything again, right? That's the, the difficult part. Then after you do that, then you have to edit it. So then you go through it again. And then you have to go through everything possible to write this book, the grammar, the sentences, everything. And it's a lot. So I want to just drop a bomb to all the authors out there again. And Charlemagne, this is your, uh, you have two books that are out right now. I am a New York Times bestselling author, but who's counting? You know, two, you know, yes, two-time two national bestseller, but who's counting? But it's a lot. And when you dive into a world that you don't know, you think it's a lot easier than it is. So I just want to salute to all the authors out there that are making it happen, whether you're a major author or a small author. It takes a lot. And I just want to salute you guys this morning. Especially especially when you when you write yourself. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's a tedious task. Absolutely. Yes. So. So I just want to salute you guys this morning. All right. Well, mm-hmm. this morning, Stephen Jackson will be joining us. My guy, Stephen Jackson, one half of uh, All the Smoke. You can catch the All the Smoke podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. But they have a documentary coming out on Netflix called The Malice in the Palace. You the remember Malice The Malice in the, in the Palace? Yes. When when Ron Artest and Stephen Jackson and Jermaine O'Neal, them got to scrapping with yeah. <laughs> Pistons fans. Yeah, it was Pistons versus Pistons. Somebody th- it was it was it got crazy. Somebody I watched threw- that a lot. I don't know why. It's just I so many different nuances. There's so many different personalities in that situation. Even watching like Ron, like you could tell Ron was doing work on himself. So yeah. when he got shoved by Ben Wallace, like you know he he went and laid down. Then because that's what him. that's what a therapist or psychiatrist would tell you to do. You and know, go then, ground yourself. He so he went and laid down so he didn't get to that level. And then that, then that cup came. That cup of beer came and, and hit him. And man, it, just, it snapped. It's just it's and I I don't know why I watched that. I watched that uh. That Malice in the Palace a lot, so I can't wait to see this documentary. But Steven Jackson will be here this morning to talk about it. That's right. So we'll kick it with him in a little bit. And then we got front page news. Well, is, no that, need for you to lie and act like you know what's going on, because Angelique's not here this morning. Now, this is the thing. Okay. Charlemagne and I just uh, learned that uh, Angelique wasn't coming here about how long ago. 
Two seconds. <laughs> Two seconds ago. So we just got to figure things out. We just Listen, got, man, I like winging switch it. a little bit. We got wing a little bit. You I just like winging it. We're going to wing a little bit, all right? So we're going to figure it out. And when, uh, we'll be back with Front Page News. All right, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some Front Page News. All right, now, uh, NBA, uh, NBA, the USA team basketball, they beat Iran 120-66. Damian Lillard had uh, 21 points. Kevin Durant had 10 points. And uh, Booker had 16 points. All right. And then next game is Saturday versus uh, Czech Republic. Now, Simone Biles, we all know that she um, dropped out of, withdrew from the final, well, withdrew from team gymnastics. But now she dropped out of, I guess they call it uh, single gymnastics. No, look over here. Uh, well, we have audio for talking about her dropping out. I feel like I robbed them of a couple of tents and we could have been a little bit higher in the rankings. I was like, I think the girls need to do the rest of the competition without me. And they were like, I promise you, you're fine. We watched you warm up. And I said, no, I know I'm going to be fine, but I can't risk a medal for the team. So I need to call it. And um, you usually don't hear me say things like that because I'll usually persevere and push through things, but not to cost the team a medal. So they were like, okay. Well, if Simone says this, then we need to take it pretty serious. I'll drop on the clues bombs for Simone Biles. Where's the audio of her saying um, she, 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 she withdrew because of her mental health? That's what I want. I say um, put mental health first because if you don't, then you're not going to enjoy your sport and you're not going to succeed as much as you want to. So it's okay sometimes to even sit out the big competitions to focus on yourself because it shows how strong of a competitor and person that you really are. Hey, man, I love it. Your mental health is non-negotiable. You know I reserve the right to say F that sugar, honey, iced tea at all times. I don't want to be around anything or anybody that exhausts me mentally, and I don't want to be around anything or anybody when I'm exhausted mentally. So I salute Simone Biles. I also respect her because if I had that language when I was her age, if I knew, you know, what I was dealing with mentally when I was her age, I would have saved myself years of pain. Years and years and years of pain. And and by the way, if she said she was physically not able to go, no one would question it. So you got to treat mental health with the same respect. Yeah, shout out to Simone Biles. Now, the medal count, uh, USA leads with 30 medals. Uh, They have 10 gold. Uh, Japan uh, is in third place with 20, and China's in second place with 24 medals. And they're giving out medals already? Yeah, people win medals. What are you talking about? I don't be watching. I don't know. Now, they say the Tokyo reports another record day of new COVID cases, uh, adding more than 3,000 cases in Tokyo. Now, they're also saying with this new uh, Delta variant, CDC is telling people in certain areas, uh, high areas like uh, grocery stores, concerts, and things like that, that you should be wearing masks whether you are vaccinated or not. You should have never told people to take them off, idiots. That's literally like telling people not to wear condoms because everybody's on birth control. Mm -hmm. That's stupid. And they also recommended that masks are uh, from uh, kindergarten to 12th graders, that uh, when they go back to school, they should be wearing masks as well. And let the record show, I remember when the CDC first reported that, and we, I said that was idiotic to tell people not to wear masks. Mm-hmm. It's, it's literally like telling people not to wear condoms just because everybody's on birth control. You still have to protect yourself. You can, people with the vaccine can still get it and pass it on to other people. Right, but, but, but where do you, is there a line at all? What do you mean? Because there's certain places where, like, let's say restaurants, do you wear a, re- a mask in a restaurant? You know, um, maybe you- to a certain point until your food comes. We do it on the plane. We keep the mask on on the plane the whole time until we put something in our mouth. Yeah, I guess right. But restaurants feed off of people eating, people talking, people drinking. Like that's how they pay their bills. Though. Hey man, eat outside. 
Or wear your mask until your food comes to the table. I don't. Same know. thing with concerts. Concerts are back now. Do you wear your mask at nah, the concert the whole maybe, time? Maybe, maybe we was a little bit too premature with those. <laughs> maybe maybe we was a little bit too premature with the concerts and the uh, football games and the basketball same games. Same thing with the football games maybe, maybe and we basketball was, games. Maybe we was a little too premature. Hmm. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm telling. I'm calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hey, uh, this is Mark from Philly. Patient sensation, you know. Um, I'm trying to um, propose to my girl at one of your events. I'm coming to your white party, car show, and seminar. So I'm hoping you can help me out with one of those. You, you want to propose at one of those? At my Carcella car yeah. show? Probably, probably the Carcella. Probably the car show is probably the best, best one. Well, how are you going to do it? How are you going to do it? Because there's going to be a lot of people. Is You want to get on stage and you want me to stop the music and, and bring it? Well, how you want to do it, brother? It's on you. I definitely want to get on stage. I don't know if you want to fix some sort of prizes that I want. You know, bring me up on stage and I'll ring my pocket. And I'll bring her on stage to uh, celebrate with me. And, and as I'm doing that, I'll just get on my knees and propose right in front of everybody. All right, we could do that. So we're going to uh, you hold you go, you go you hold on. We're going to say you got a, right. a prize. I call you on stage, and then you do what you got to do. Right. Now, what happened if she says no? Are you sure she wants she wants this? Because you, you don't want to get up there yeah. in front of all those people. No, she wants it. I, I've talked about it with her mom her dad. We, we've talked about it for for years. We, we've been together for five years. Okay, good. So you, you, you she won't say no? No, she won't say no. <laughs> you better make sure, bro. You better have one more conversation with her just, <laughs> just in case, all right? I'm positive. I'm positive. We've been talking about marriage for a while. All right. Well, you go on hold. I'm going to set you up with my assistant, and we're going to have the confetti guns and all that and make it big. All right. Sounds good, man. All right. Cool. All right. Thanks, David. All right. Carcella's going down August 14th in Atlantic City. If you haven't got your tickets, get your tickets. My man's going to be proposing at Carcella. This is going to be Why a lot would of fun. he tell people that, though? You should be a surprise. Why Maybe would you call? If anything, know. call the radio station and say, Envy, let me talk to you offline, man. I need to talk to you about Carcella, bro. He could have. Lord have mercy. He could have, but he didn't want to go that route. Hello, who's this? What up, though? This is Jay. What up, though? Jay, get it off your chest. Man, I just wanted to say, you ever, like, get to a point where maybe your day or your life is all going cool and then your car just makes some wild noise or something break down out of nowhere? Bro, that happens with the car and the house, man. Everything will be going good, and then all of a sudden the A.C. shut off. Or you drive in your car, you hit a pothole, you got a flat tire, and then they say it's more than just the tire, it's the rim. Yeah, it happens all the time. Man, I'm not going to say it happens all the time. We had a hot day. But it happens. I in the whip. I was riding around cool as a fan. When the store came back out the store to hop in the whip again, air ain't even blowing. First of all, what year car you got? What year? 2012. 2012 what? In Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, the car's about it's, it's over a decade old, so you're gonna have some glitches like that, sir. Yeah, but out of nowhere, we running cool like a refrigerator. Just a not really out of nowhere. It's been ten years. <laughs> you right. You right. That's it what I'm saying. <laughs> well, I'm sorry for you, brother. I nothing I can do, but just you know what we always say. We will pray for you. I appreciate it. y'all. Take it easy. Yes, right, sir. 
Oh, he must have thought this was one of them shows you call and be like, you know what, we'll take care of you, AC. <laughs> sorry, sir. Times are tight, all right? Everybody's, <laughs> everybody's dealing with our own little financial issues. I'm sorry, sir. Can't help you right now. We all got things we're dealing with. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on, man? It's Larry. Larry, what up, bro? Get it off your chest, Larry. What's good, man? I want to just talk about uh, the crime that's been going on in Detroit, Michigan, man. It's been out of control. What's, what's, been, what's been happening, King? I mean, yeah, it's bad all across the country, but what's been happening in Detroit? I mean, I be, I be seeing the videos. Oh, yeah, mostly it's, man, it's just a lot of killing, a lot of shooting. Yeah, and it's no one thing to point at. I mean, you got a lot of people dealing with a lot of trauma, you know, and they haven't dealt with their trauma, so they're projecting that hurt on other people. You got people in real bad financial situations, so they're robbing to get right. some money to keep some food on the table. It's a lot right. of things right. going right. on at once, man. Yeah, and I agree with you. I mean, it's, but it's also I, I would have to say is as uh, adults and parents and OGs and all that, we got to make sure that we talk to those youngins and, and make sure they they know what's right and wrong and, and make sure that they know that once they pull that trigger, there is no coming back. You know what I mean? You you sitting in jail for a long time, and, and I think a lot of people. And it's gonna sound crazy. I don't think a lot of times they know the consequences of their actions until they do it. And we got to make sure that we explain it to them because a lot of these brothers is is, is shooting and killing over stupidity. Over a, a gold right. chain, it ain't worth a man. It's life. over. It's over money. That's why you got to provide opportunities for these kids, man. We got to give these kids something to do. Like you got to open up these rec centers again. You know what I mean? We got to get these kids back into trade school. We got to teach these kids tech. You know, man. Kid, yeah, people, are, people are making multi million dollars off gaming. Get these kids in that, which is also an entry point into the tech world. But you know, some of these ain't even kids. Some of these is young adults though, like 22, 23, yeah, 24. Same difference. Yeah, I don't mean to cut y'all up, right? I don't mean to cut y'all up, but it's like. It's been ongoing. It's not another. It's nothing new. Because even back when I was younger, I'm 42 years old. Even back when I was younger, people were getting robbed at the club bus station. Yes, sir. At the bus stops for their glasses, for their starter jackets, yep. gym shoes. It was just, but now it's more so at your face. You know, they can see the see more of it. They was playing, and but these are the young generation that grew up playing. Um, all the guns, games that was just nothing about shooting and carjacking and everything else. That's all. But just. It's a, re- it's a cycle. Just keep on going on. That's what they think about. It. That's all they know. That's yeah. right. Picking up a gun. That's right. Now you right. So man. we got to break those narratives, King. Absolutely, man. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. I'm glad. I'm glad I've been reaching out to y'all because I've, I've been trying to call the radio station for the past three months. Like every day, I've been trying to send Instagram messages to UMV mostly because I got a I got something special I need to talk to you about your car show that I just pretty much long story short I've been in a photo booth for my wife. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a next level thing. And I, and I know um, I need to talk to somebody serious about getting everything uh, set up because I already got it patent. Um, I just another level to, just to put it out there. So that's I'm sorry to, uh, to switch off topics, but that's what I've been trying to get in touch with. Uh, okay. You to you. Uh, hold on. I'll talk to you off air. Sure. All right, brother. Have a good one. Yep. But I would say this, that's that's why I, I think, you know, myself uh, tries to encourage so many people to be entrepreneurs and do other things outside of things that people normally see. And I think Charlemagne does the same. And we just got to keep encouraging these kids and showing these kids a different way. You know what I mean? And and sometimes that, that robbing life and that scamming life will put you in, in one or two places, in the grave or in jail. And, you know, just try to encourage kids to do, or encourage anybody just to do a lot better. Well, the mo- yeah, I mean, listen, the money is definitely the thing. But, you know, that's why I encourage people to 
you know, just focus on their mental health, man. Like, you know what I mean? You got to deal with that trauma or that trauma will deal with you. Like, you literally have a bunch of people out here that are hurt and they're projecting that hurt onto other people. You got to, you got to, you got to protect your peace. You got to just deal with whatever issues you got going on, man, just to be a better person in this society. That's why I encourage people to go see a therapist, sit down with a sacred purpose coach. Just do what you got to do to heal, because heal people heal people. There you go. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now, when we come back, we got your rumor report. The baby, he issues a statement, and uh, we'll tell you all about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, uh, yesterday, we had Adam from Instagram on here. Yes. Did you get a bunch of Instagram and tweets and texts from people that say, "Hey, you got the plug? Can you can you get me verified or can you see why I'm banned?" Did you get a lot of those? I've yesterday? been I've been getting those. I've been getting those because I, I met with Adam a couple of years ago and mm. we had posted a picture together. Mm. So I'm, I'm, every time somebody page go down, somebody hits me. My goodness! I done got the wall page back three four times to hey. the, to the point where I'm not doing it no more. And they took it. Three, they keep four taking times? it down. I can I can't I can't help you anymore, Duval. Neither can Instagram. My goodness! <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk the baby. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo, yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the rumor report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Now, the baby's been all over social media since his performance at Rolling Loud. And if you don't remember, let's just uh, bring up uh, a part of his performance why people are upset. You didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, any of them deadly sexual transmitted diseases that'll make you die in two, three weeks, put a cell phone like that. Uh, lady, if you smell like water. Put a cell phone light in the uh fellas. Lights up. Fellas, if you ain't sucking in the parking lot, put your cell phone lights Let's in the Let's be uh. real about these. Yeah, keep it real. Some of y'all suspect as a mother. Let's be real. I told y'all yesterday we need a uh, better cause to action. We need more inclusive uh uh, calls to action. Yeah. Okay. Because I I've heard all of those except for the last one. The, you know, pum pum. You pum pum clean. Let me hear you scream. If you got HIV, be quiet. But I've never heard the the uh, giving fellatio in the parking lot one. Well, you know, uh, the baby she he did a song with this. Uh, R, uh, I guess she's a, a pop artist. Name is what's her name? Dua Lupia. What's her name? Dua Lipa. If you don't know the song, let's play a snippet of the song so people know. Oh, we don't have a snippet of the song. Great. Well, yesterday on Instagram, Angela is not here. People. No, she's not here. Absolutely <laughs> not. I, it wouldn't have been in anyway, as you can see. But uh, they did a song called Levitate, and she put a post up yesterday on Instagram. She's a pop star. She, the record was huge. She said, I'm surprised and horrified at the baby's comments. I really didn't recognize this as the person I work with. I know my fans know where my heart lies and that I stand 100% with the LGTBQ community. We need to come together to fight the stigma and ignorance around HIV AIDS. So that's what she said yesterday. Now, the baby, uh, he put up a tweet. His tweet yesterday was, anybody who'd ever been affected by AIDS, HIV, y'all got the right to be upset. What I said was insensitive, even though I have no intentions on offending anybody. So my apologies. But the LGBT community, I ain't tripping on y'all. Do y'all. He ain't say that. Y'all business is y'all business. And for any brands, networks, or artists that like to profit off, off of a black rapper's influence on the culture without understanding it or having the patience to deal with what comes with that position... We play in our culture. Keep your money next time. Us ig is human too. I don't believe you. Let me see that. I ain't, let me see that. I, got, I don't. I don't believe that he said that. Let me read it. Come on, I'm just reading what he wrote. You sure this is page? Yeah. You ain't get hacked. Mm -mm. Lord have mercy. Why? Why what? That will always be my question. Why? Leave people alone. Let it go. Apologize and keep it moving. The LGBTQ community wasn't bothering nobody. 
People with HIV AIDS weren't bothering nobody. Well, Let you it go. For that. that was a call out. But you got to apologize, apologize to everyone across the board. Mm-hmm. Like you can't apologize to the HIV the people with HIV and AIDS and then tell the LGBT community, well, do y'all? Like, no. Also, and I've said this before, I really don't understand why people care so much about folk sexuality. I don't care who's screwing who, how they screwing, what they screwing. It's none of my business. I think that's what he was trying to say, that he doesn't care. Y'all, you know, it, it doesn't affect him. Like, y'all do what y'all do, we do what we do. Like, that's what I think he was trying to say, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Salute to the baby, though. All right. Now, uh, young... He's sending everybody healing energy. Absolutely. Everybody needs healing energy in this situation. Mm-hmm. Now, young boy uh, never broke again. will remain behind bars until his court <laughs> trial. He was taken into custody March 22nd in Los Angeles for an outstanding warrant. Uh, that's stemming from some uh, drugs and weapons-related charges. They didn't give him a bail, so he will be in jail until his court date. I think we should use people's real names when we report stuff like that, because that sounded crazy. <laughs> and you said the whole thing. Young boy never broke again. Oh, yeah, hey, who ta- who says again? that? Look, that's what's on the sheet, man. I don't do the rumors, <laughs> man. Angelie's out today. Don't they call his name is NBA Young Boy? <laughs> Well, that's what it says. Young Lord boy never mercy. broke again. That's what it says. Now, sound, but, that's when you know you're old, when you got to sound it all out. Young boy <laughs> yeah, never, never broke, broke again. again. <laughs> what? <laughs> NBA young boy. Now, Bun B. <laughs> old man sounded out again. Bun B <laughs> is uh, set to open up a Trill Burgers restaurant in Houston. Okay. So I love that. That's dope. Drop a bomb for Bun God B. Damn, could we have, we could have led with that. <laughs> I wanted to end on a high. You know what I mean? There you Just go. End on a high. Oh, my God. So, congratulations to Bun B. He's excited about it. They said uh, possibly uh, August, September, but they don't have an address locked down as of yet. And uh, somebody asked Wale, what's going on with Maybach Music? What y'all been up to? And he says, Ross, Meek, and myself, we all coming soon. So, people are. Assuming that it's going to come, hopefully, by the end of the year. Man, you got to do better segues, okay? I thought Wale was at Bun B restaurant the way you just reworded that story, okay? <laughs> Maybe he was. Right. Give me a comma or something. Put a period at the end of I the Bun stopped. B story. I stopped. Then move on to the next one. Okay? I stopped, period. I said, hopefully, it'll be open by August, September. Period. Angela Yee, where you at? We all know. We all know. All right. And that is your rumor report. You want more? No. Okay. I really don't. Me neither. I don't want to do this. I need to know I'm supposed to do this. I'm already mentally exhausted for the day. You going to take a day off? No. I'm going to be here. <laughs> You'll be here. All right. When we come back, we got some front page news. We'll tell you what's going on in all your news. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela here. And the General Insurance has been helping people save money for nearly 60 years. Take a closer look at the General and get the great low rates and quality coverage you deserve. For a hassle-free quote today, call 800-GENERAL or go to thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. Breakfast Club, let's get into some front page news. Now, Olympics, all right, USA team, basketball, they beat Iran 120-66. Uh, Damian Lillard had 21, Booker had 16, and Kevin Durant had 10. Uh, Jason Tatum had 14 points. Their next game is Saturday versus Czech Republic. Uh, Simone Biles, you know, she withdrew from team gymnastics. And now she also withdrew from individual gymnastics. Now we have audio of her talking about it. It's right there. Today has been really stressful. We had a workout this morning. Um, it went okay. And then just that five and a half hour wait or something, I was just like shaking, could barely nap. I've just never felt like this going into a competition before. And I tried to go out here and have fun and warm up in the back went a little bit better. But then once I came out here, I was like... No, mental is not there. So I just need to let the girls do it and focus on myself. Word. Listen, I respect it. Your mental health is non-negotiable. Okay? Mm-hmm. You know me. I reserve the right to say F at sugar, honey, iced tea at all times. How many times you hear people say uh, to you, Envy, 
Charlemagne, Charlemagne gonna be here, and you be you already know Charlemagne ain't coming. Oh, I tell people all the time, but he ain't coming. And I just got to the point in my life. That's why I respect Simone Bob so much. I just got to the point in my life where I say no. I say no because I don't want to be around anything or anybody that exhausts me mentally, and I don't want to be around anything or anybody when I'm exhausted mentally. So back in the day, I tell people like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come." No, and good and damn well, I wasn't gonna come. Now it's like, nope. I won't be there. But what what do you think to people that say, you know, she's trained her whole life for this moment right here? You know, like, for instance, you know, like a baseball player or NBA player or NFL player, they train and they work hard to get to the World World Series or Super Bowl or the finals. Then when they get to the finals, they'd be like, nah, I'm not I doing quote, it mentally. I, I quote the great black philosopher Sean Carter. So what? So what? I trained my whole life. I get to a certain point and I feel like mentally I'm not capable of performing. I feel mentally exhausted. I'm mentally not where I need to be. I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. I reserve the right to do that. That's what being a boss is all about, right? Yep. Well, Simone, she she has that option. And <laughs> she's the greatest gymnast of all time. She's bossed up on a whole different level. If she's not there mentally, yes, I respect the fact that she decided she don't want to she don't want to perform. I respect it. Now, uh, officers shared some emotional testimonies before uh, the Capitol Riot Committee yesterday. Now, the first person we're going to hear is Harry Dunn. That's the brother, the black officer that was holding the Capitol down. Uh, let's hear what, what he was his testimony. I told him to just leave the Capitol. And in response, they yelled, no, man, this is our house. President Trump invited us here. We're here to stop the steal. I responded, well, I voted for Joe Biden. Does my vote not count? That prompted a torrent of racial epithets. One woman in a pink MAGA shirt yelled, You hear that, guys? This nigger voted for Joe Biden. Then the crowd joined in screaming, Boo, nigger. No one had ever called me a nigger while wearing the uniform of a Capitol Police officer. Now, if he would have started just shooting them, right? Because they're attacking... What, I mean, that's what police officers are supposed to do. Police right. If officers, he just started popping them, would he? Would he would, no, would he, he would have been wrong. He would have been absolutely right because that's what police officers say that they do, right? Whenever they feel threatened or their life is in danger, they got the right to use lethal force, right? Self, so yeah, why didn't they use it in that moment? That's that what I want to know. But we know the answer because it was a bunch of white people. Where all the Blue Lives Matter folks at? If you're going back to blue, back to blue at all times. There shouldn't be nothing happening here except for y'all condemning those domestic terrorists. Okay, those members of, of vanilla ISIS that attempted a coup of this country. They beat up cops in the process. If y'all as patriotic as y'all say y'all are, if y'all pro-police like y'all say y'all are, you should be calling for these folks to be in prison, period. There's nothing else to discuss. Now, Harry Dunn also said this. So what I ask from you all is to get to the bottom of what happened. I use an analogy if a hitman to the is hired and he kills somebody, the hitman goes to jail. But not only does the hitman go to jail, but the person who hired them does. There was an attack carried out on January 6th, and a hitman sent them. There was an attempted coup of this country. There's nothing to get to the bottom of. We saw the video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got all the evidence we need. We're just sitting around wondering why nothing's happening. Right. But we know why, because it was a bunch of white people. Yeah, it's really just that simple. Well, is uh, the other officer, the officer that was pinned behind the pin between the door that they was beating up and tasing? He he spoke as well. I mean, it was it was very emotional, man. And I hope that they bring up charges on the president. I mean, like he said, what president? The last president. The last president. Mm-hmm. Like he said, you know, if if you hire a hitman to kill somebody, and the hitman kills somebody, the hitman goes to jail, and the person that sends him goes to jail. Correct? I guess you got to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that you know we didn't hear. He it. actually sent him. We didn't hear it. I mean, I, I heard it. I did, but you know. I well, I got to prove what you heard. You got to prove it without beyond a shadow of a doubt because it's, it's wording. You know what I mean? 
All, All right. I know is don't tell me that you blue lives matter. Don't tell me that you pro police. Don't tell me that you 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 back the blue if you're not standing up for those Capitol police who got you know beat up by that domestic terrorist organization called Al Cracker. Okay. Right. All right. Well, that is front page news. Now, when we come back. Steven Jackson will be joining us. That's right. One half of the All the Smoke podcast. Um, there's a documentary on Netflix called The Malice in the Palace. Malice in the Palace. If you remember The Malice in the Palace back in the day, it was a, a fight between the Indiana Pacers and Detroit Pistons fans. Right. It started <laughs> off as a game, the Pacers versus the Detroit uh, Pistons, and then it just mm-hmm. went all over the place. And we're going to talk to him when we come back. All right, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest joining us today. Yes, sir. Steven Jackson. The legendary Breakfast Club. <laughs> and the legendary Steven the Jackson. The legendary Steven Jackson. <laughs> One half of all the smoke, man. I'm, I'm really happy y'all doing the, the Malice in the Palace documentary, though. Yeah, I'm excited about that, too. A lot of people want to hear that story uh, before we start. Shout out to my brother, Matt Barnes. Though. Absolutely. Can't be up here without showing him love and uh, showtime. But the brawl, I can't wait for y'all to see it. You know, I watch that a lot. I just watched her fight a lot randomly for no reason. Yeah, he showed it to me about five times. For no reason. For no reason. I don't know, because it's just, it's a lot that's intriguing about it, but I always say, man, I don't think Ron was too much in the wrong. Today he wouldn't be. Okay. Today, I don't even think we'll get suspended the amount of games we got suspended with all that's going on today, because you got to realize we was at work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and, and you throw a beer in somebody's face in the bar—that's assault. That's right. So for people that don't understand, that, that don't know, break down what happened. Y'all were playing an NBA game. Right. Pieces. We was playing um, the uh, Detroit Pistons, Pistons. and uh, that year that was my first year on this team. Uh, they had a big battle the year before in the Eastern Conference Finals, but we were the team to beat this year, and this was the game to make the statement that we was going for a championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ended up blowing them out. We we're uh, up like 15, 20 points, I think, with like forty-five seconds left. And uh, we had the free throw line, and I guess Ron owed Ben Wallace a foul from the previous Eastern Conference Finals. I wasn't on the team, so I didn't understand the beef. I seriously going to give him that foul. You know that <laughs> he don't he don't miss the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And um, somebody put a battery in his back. Yeah, I see y'all hear mm-hmm. about that. And he ended up fouling Ben. You know, after he shot a free, I was at the free throw line. And I heard him say that, so I ran back and guarded Ben so Ron wouldn't foul him, so we can get out of here. You know, make make our claim that we coming mm-hmm. for the championship and everything cool, but Ron still found a way to file him <laughs> while I was guarding him. While you were guarding him, while I, I heard him and I ran back to guard Ben, so it wouldn't happen, and it still happened. And at that time, Ben had just lost a family member. Yes, sir. a lot of people didn't know that at the time. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So he he wasn't even supposed to play that game, and uh, he reacted like anybody would. You know, he defended himself. And it got to the point where you How know how hard was the foul when Ron Artest gave the foul for people. It was it, it was unnecessary. Okay. More than it was hard, you know what I mean. And Ben understood that it was unnecessary, and um, and he pushed Ron head off to like the yes he did tenth row in the parking lot. Correct. Out the stadium, and um, we ended up breaking it up. You know, we kind of we kind of calmed it down. I think uh, it was to a point where we always ready to fight each other. You know what I mean? The only person I didn't want to see was Derek Coleman mm-hmm. uh, on that side. Yeah, I see DC. I didn't want to see no parts of DC. Oh, ben, ben and DC look like some strong brothers, DC man. Strong. Like, you know, DC strong. And, and, and we know, and I know my history of Derek Coleman. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? And Ben, one thing about Ben, he got bigger by the second. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? I know my weight class. Yeah. And uh, we ended up breaking it up though, and uh, kind of calmed it down because, like I said, me and Rip Hamilton, a lot of guys, chance we were all cool, so it wasn't really no need to fight. But um, when the fans got involved and threw a beer in Ron's face after Reggie Miller had calmed him down, 
I think that's when uh, everything got out of hand, when Ron went into the stands. And, of course, I went right behind him to defend my teammate. And uh, we ended up getting suspended. You know, Ron got suspended the whole season. I got suspended 30 games. We lost millions of dollars over somebody throwing – over a fan throwing a beer. And see, what I did, what I was thinking always, what if Ron hadn't gone in the stands? What would have happened to that fan? Just removal from the game? Nothing probably. It's probably nothing, right? Nothing. And uh, then, yeah, probably. they deserved it. I ain't going to lie. It felt good to hear the fan. Right. <laughs> it felt real good. I saw Ron Artest said they're friends now. That's what, I didn't like that shit. Yeah, he said he's friends with the fan that did that. It was a bet. Yeah, yeah. He he talked to the guy and all, and we didn't. I mean, J, me and Jail didn't agree with that because we lost millions of dollars behind that mm-hmm. defending him. And um, you so, know, I love it when you came in the stands. It's like the beat dropped. You know, <laughs> yeah. when a record come on and it just be building up, but then as soon as Steven came in, the beat dropped. But I'm you know being from Port Arthur, <laughs> Texas, I'm familiar with that type of situation. Mm-hmm. And I, the love I got for y'all, if I'm with y'all and somehow like that, I'm riding, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we'll deal with the consequences later. And that was that situation, but. Like you said, if we wouldn't have never responded like that, that fan wouldn't have never dealt with nothing. It would just been another day. Mm-hmm. And aside from just losing the money, it's also like you had said, basketball was your life. Mm-hmm. That was what you did. Like, what else were you doing? You know what I'm saying? That's what you were brought up. You were playing basketball your whole life. And even for Ron Artest, he had said he was in therapy before that. Mm-hmm. And so not being able to play for all those games, I'm sure mentally that takes a toll on you as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, 30 games for me, that's almost $3 million that I lost. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you don't get that back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just That's one punch for almost $3 million. So, yeah, and, and, and having a game taken away from you, it was a depressing time. You know what I mean? I, I I knew how to deal with my with, with my issues. You know, I didn't need therapy nothing like that. But being at home, one is seeing your team lose. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And, and your and your children. You know, like mm-hmm. your children, they see it all over the news. People saying things about you, calling you a thug, all kind of stuff. Right. You know what I mean? I, and I had never been in trouble in my life, Angela, up, up until that point. You know, wow. especially in court or nothing like that. So. But people, and I still live with that today. Like mm-hmm. all the good stuff that I've done in my life, people still walk up to me. Man, I remember the brawl, and I hate talking about it sometimes because they they not saying it to give me props. They change, they're saying it to be negative or to get a negative conversation out of me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I I, I kind of hate that that I still got to deal with talking about it. But at the end of the day, you know, I'd rather be there for my teammate than not be there for him. When you look at the footage and you see all the reporters, like the thugs that started the fight, they ran into the stands. They, instead of looking at it like you were defending yourself. It was an honorable and, fight. And you're actually trying to help out your teammate. Bill Walton said some of the most racist stuff that you could say at a time like that. And nobody said nothing to him. You know, and, and even after that, you know, he... I remember when I was in San Antonio, Bill Walton came out and said, what a horrible shot by a horrible human being. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And 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 they didn't say nothing about wow. us. So these are the type of things that were said about us. You know what I mean? And Jay, even when J- Jermaine O'Neal, he spoke about it. And like when he got suspended, he got his games reduced, you know, because we had to go to arbitrators and talk to the league about it. And he was explaining how it affected him and his relationship with his kids. You know what I'm saying? Because they seeing and they hearing all this stuff about him. Like they live with me every day, but hearing this stuff every day have them looking at me sideways now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Nobody never thought about that aspect of it. Did y'all get sued from from the people in the stands, the fans? No, no, they tried. Uh, they I, I, actually, one of them tried to sue Jermaine. Uh, when Jermaine, the one Jermaine hit, he um, came to court with a neck brace and all that. And you know, we were smart enough to hire private uh, detect private investigators on him. He was in Vegas and all that. When he came <laughs> back, when he came back to court with the same neck brace on. And uh, the judge like, well, I think you lying, sir, and played all the footage of seeing him in Vegas and all that. So they tried to do some dumb stuff. Yeah. They, they tried it, but it didn't work. Which one? The one Jermaine leveled on the floor? Yeah, laid him that out. That was a good yeah, one. Yeah, Who's Jermaine? 803 Columbia, South Carolina. Yeah, he laid him out. 
That was a good. Story. Were you were you mad at some of the other uh, players that didn't come in and help when y'all were in the stands because y'all were brawling? There was a lot of people that just was like watching y'all and just went to the locker room. At that time, I ain't gonna lie, I did because you know after watching it, I seen the footage. A lot of people just standing around and just think it's fifteen of us and it's thirty thousand people in there. Just imagine they all turned on us. You know what I mean? Some of us probably been dead, and y'all worrying about y'all job. So it's a lot of guys that I looked at differently after that. I I, I can't lie, it's a lot of guys that I did not fool with at all after that. Did you ever feel like? Did you ever feel like your life was truly in danger in the, in the palace? Nah, because I've been in worse situations. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When my life was really in danger. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up in Port Arthur, Texas. So I I, I didn't at the time. I, I I just knew. You know, it was my adrenaline. So I didn't even think of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My adrenaline was pumping at the time. I was just trying to be that for my teammate. But looking back at it, it could have got dangerous. We was in Detroit. Yeah. Or, or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Luckily, we wasn't in uh, downtown Detroit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? In the city. Hills. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, we was on the outskirts. And if we would have been in the city, it could have got bad. We Somebody could have lost their life. Mm-hmm. All right, we got more with Steven Jackson. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Steven Jackson. Yee. So there's never-before-seen footage that's going to be on this Netflix special. So what are some things that people will see that... And are there things you've never seen before, too? Yeah, well, I mean, not only this is footage, but you get to hear the stories of, of, of Ron and what he was going through and Jermaine O'Neal and what was going on through his mind during that time, and me, and me as well. But you're going to see a lot of footage the way it, could break, it breaks it down of how we really wasn't wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, we really weren't wrong in how the, the, the people that are hired to, to keep the peace between the stands, between the fans and the players, they were all elderly people that couldn't do nothing. That's still to this day in the to, game. You know what I'm saying? Still right. To this day. Right. They can't keep people. If they tried to, they couldn't keep no fans off the court. You know what I mean? So all that is highlighted on this doc. And shout out to Netflix. Why do you think they don't change that now? Because in all these venues, right? And I'm noticing now when I'm renting venues out, they say you got to have security. But then their security, you be like, they can't secure anything. So why do you think that is like that? Because you see a lot of elderly people. You see a lot of older people. But if something happens, they can't stop people from getting on that court. Either it's to save money or to give people in those, I guess, in those areas or in, the, in those, in those in the, where people live their jobs. You know, try to help them get jobs. But you, you don't even have to put a move on these people. You can just... And walk right by him and get on the court if you wanted to. You know what I mean? You don't have to put your best Barry Sanders move yeah. on him. You can just walk right around him and, and actually touch a player if you wanted to. So I don't I don't think it's about protecting the players. You know, I, I really don't think it's about that. The other day there was, I think, an incident on the court. And I think somebody's private security ran on the court and stopped Kevin Durant. Him. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, right? Yeah. So what do you think about situations like that? Like, you know, Kevin Durant's like, yo, this is my private security. That's his job, to make sure nobody puts hands on me. Yeah, I, I agree with that, but not when it's a player. If it's a fan, yeah, you do that. But it was another player. Let Kevin handle that on his own. You know what I mean? And then at the end of the day, if you know anything about the game, you know Kevin and PJ are, are friends. Mm-hmm. So they just competing. And I don't, it'll never get to the point where they're throwing blows. So I think he was being a little too extra. And I know him, but he was being a little too extra. If it was a fan, yeah, run out there and do it, do your job. But when it's, when it's another team, a player he playing against, that was just too much. What, what do you think the league should do to protect players from fans? Uh, That's a good question. Um. That's a good question. I really don't have that answer because I, I don't want to be the person to say not to give these elderly people jobs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be the person to say that. But at the same time, if a player reacts a certain way, then they shouldn't be fine the way they do. That's right. You know what I'm saying? If if, 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 if a player decides to go in the stands and defend himself, hey, if he was disrespected or somebody threw a bottle at me, I should have the right to defend myself and right. not be worrying about getting suspended the whole season or mm-hmm. losing millions of dollars. You know what I mean? So I, I think it, it should be fair in some type of way. What do you mm-hmm. think would happen today if that happened? It probably would get worse. 
You know, I, there's no more Steven Jacksons and Ron Artestes in the league. <laughs> you know what I mean? Vernon Maxwell. There's none of us in the league no more. So I doubt if it'll happen. A lot of these young guys are really worried about their money and playing basketball. We didn't really care about that. But uh, if it, it happened today with, you know, the, the the way in all these cities you see all these murders and all stuff are all around the world, I think it'll get bad. You know what I mean? Somebody might luck up and sneak a weapon in the game. You never know. You know what I mean? So I, I think it would be worse if it happened to that magnitude today. You think those suspensions would still be, you said not as harsh, you don't think? You I don't think? No, I don't think it would be as harsh because they're going to deal with some backlash. You know what I'm saying? It's, like I said, especially with what's going on today with, with, with us fighting for our rights and all the stuff mm-hmm. that's going on with black power today. You know, I think I think they'll think twice of how hard they'll come down on somebody. Did you ever have to talk to any of those reporters after that that were talking about the story and mischaracterizing you? Oh, yeah. yeah I, I had to ask a lot of questions because I had to defend myself. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I've, I'm not a thug. I've never been a gangster. I've done some things in my life that I regret, you know, but, but not to the point where I'm getting arrested and having to do time in jail because I was defending myself at a basketball game. Mm-hmm. We had to go to we got arrested for that. We had to go to jail for that. Wow. You know what I mean? So if I I I escaped the in the hood and escaped all those situations where I don't get arrested and don't go to jail and I wait till I get into the NBA defending myself at a game to go to jail mm-hmm. like that's crazy. Cuz I'm sure sometimes there's reporters who you think you have a good rapport with and then you hear them saying something and you're like how are you talking about me like that? Did you have any off-the-record conversations with any of them? Nah, because, you know, I never trusted them. But I, like I said, from watching this, I heard a lot of black uh, reporters that were actually defending us during the time. Mm-hmm. And that's one that some that was actually on ESPN and on air, and they really directed all their frustration toward the fans. Because you got to think, I got hit with every beverage that's that right. they sold right. at the concession stand, <laughs> right, right. popcorn, candy, everything, walking out that arena. And that wasn't highlighted until we did this doc. You know, nobody never talked about mm-hmm. that. We were automatically in the wrong because we was the ones making the most money. You know what I mean? We was, we was a star athlete, so we should have been the bigger person at that time. But right. the guy who threw the beer started the whole thing. But ain't People no rewards for that, right? Like, what, no if, what if Ron would have just laid there, took the beer? Ain't nobody going to give Ron no. a bonus. Not at all. <laughs> but you know what, Charmaine, for, just, for your point, he did what he was told to do. Remember you just said he, he was doing therapy. Mm-hmm. And what they told him to do when he gets to a point where he don't feel in control to go lay down and, and find a, a, a comfortable That's place. Right. And he put the headphones on. He was actually chilling. You know, he he was actually done with it. But when the beer came, like, that's too disrespectful. Right you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and I, that's, why, that's why I didn't have no, I didn't think twice about going with him. Because if somebody threw he a tried. beer in my face, yeah, he tried. But if somebody threw a beer in my face, it's, it's only one thing to do after that. That's in, insane that he could be friends with him after that. I don't even see how yeah, they even ended up speaking. Yeah, and- that, 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 that was a little bit too much for me. Like I said, I don't, I don't understand how he even had that conversation. You know what I mean? Because you ruined, you ruined, you know, world peace. You didn't only ruin our, you know, you didn't only ruin our season and got us suspended, but you ruined Reggie Miller's chance at a championship. You know what I'm saying? That was Reggie's last year, and we were going to win the championship. We had the best team that year, and by by all that happened, that ruined this this opportunity. And what about Russell Westbrook? Because it seemed like they they own him the same way. It seemed like they throw ish on him and and bother him. What what do you think? Because I, I think because he responds back to him. You know, that's just like on Instagram. Somebody say something crazy on the Instagram, we wrong for responding because we because we famous or we have some success. Mm-hmm. And we say stuff that, that's true and really hurt people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We don't make up stuff like most people do on our pages. So they hate that Ron, I mean, they hate that uh, Russ reacts and responds to people. I love Russ because mm-hmm. sometimes these people need to hear that. Perfect example, when I played, when I, we, I was in Golden State, we played in Utah. After the brawl, they had a guy with a life-size cutout of me in the jail uniform right under the basket. Wow. wow. And the NBA allowed oh, that. damn. They allowed that. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if I go respond to the guy, I'm wrong. 
You know what I'm saying? But you you got you have this un, under the goal for the world to see on TV games mm-hmm. with me in a jail suit. You know what I'm saying? And I actually and I, I was the bigger person. I actually went signed it for him after the game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because at, at, at that point, you know what I'm saying? I, I realized what they was trying to do. You know what I mean? Get but in your head. we always have to be the bigger person. You know what I'm saying? Even if we're wrong. But I love the fact that Russ stands up and responds to how he does. Have what? you ever had a burner account? No, I would never do that. <laughs> I'm not, that ain't my personality. I would never do that. Where, where should Russell go, man? Ah, I'm hearing the Lakers. I would love to see him with the Lakers. Yeah, I would love to see him with the Lakers. I mean, I got a different, you know, I got a different outlook on what a super team is. Okay, yeah, I, I saw that, what you said about Giannis. Team, huh? That wouldn't be a super team. AD, LeBron, Russell. That it would. It would, be a, would, it would okay. be a super team, mm-hmm. but just it's like I look at players. I look at teams like okay, uh, Jermaine O'Neal, Reggie Miller, and Ron Artest. That's a super team, right? Yeah, at the time. You got defensive player. Reggie's an all-star. Jermaine's an all-star. That's a super team, right? But they weren't saying that then. So I really think Drew Holiday, if you ask any basketball player about Drew Holiday, everybody's going to say he's one of the best players in the league. We all want to play. If you ask any, they talk highly about Drew Holiday. Mm -hmm. Chris Middleton's an all-star. So how is that not a super team when you have three good players? I think it's when the top ten players join up together. Well, this that too, but people you think the super team of guys who selling shoes are guys who right. the most famous. Mm-hmm. That's not a super team when you have three all stars or three capable possible all stars. That's a super team like to the me. Brooklyn Nets is that a super team? That's definitely yeah, a super yeah, team. But I think, when, I, think sure. super I think when it happens through the draft, that's different. Even if you do it through the draft, regardless how you do it, it you have three all stars. A lot of teams have three stars, mm-hmm. but we don't talk about them being a super team because they're not at the top of the brackets. I think it's just it's based on how it happens, that's all. If yeah, it happens yeah. through the draft, cool. If it happens because everybody decides to join up and click up with each other, that's different. But it's also what players, too. It's definitely like, what players. Like the Nets has Harden, Durant, and, and you know, it's, it's three. I don't think the super, super team's super working. So... The players who selling shoes, the players who all over the yeah, the stars that the makes it a tr- superstar. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. That they makes the one this year, in my opinion, if they ain't get injured. No, no, it ain't. No, I, I 100% agree with you. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't be talking about Milwaukee if those guys wouldn't have got hurt, or if Giannis wouldn't have stepped under uh, uh, Kyrie's ankle. It yeah. would have been a whole different story. That was that was a bad. That was a basketball play. <laughs> no, no, I'm just talking about. I think the Bucks would have won in seven regardless. What, K, KD almost beat him alone. Eh. I think they would have won in seven. So you think if everybody was playing and not injured, Absolutely. the Bucks would have beat them? I think so. Uh, I think so. Tough. Just because I believe in defense. I think defense wins championships. Uh, Gian- Giannis is the most dominant player in the league right now, by far. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But if they had Kyrie and James, nah. I just like them dogs that the Bucks got. Even somebody like P.J. Tucker, he cut from y'all cloth to me. Oh, no. But, hey, that's my boy. I, I talked to him during the finals. You know what I'm saying? I, I, gave, him I, some, you said that, yeah. I gave him some tips on how to guard CP. So, uh, C, C, PJ Tucker's definitely one of us. Mm-hmm. Definitely one of us. One of my favorite players in the league. All right, we got more with Steven Jackson. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Steven Jackson. Yee. Have you been watching the, Olymp- uh, the Olympics? I don't support the Olympics. Why I don't not? watch the Olympics. What up? Well, I mean, why go and play games and try to win medals for a country that's constantly showing us they don't love us? Mm-hmm. I just, I just got to stand on that. You know what I mean? I just don't believe it. I just, they're constantly showing us that they don't rock with us. So why go out there and try to make them look good? I don't get it. You got any thoughts on the, the team USA men's basketball team losing? Well, yeah, I mean, it's just that the ga- the game of basketball is is has been global, and you know, you got Luca, you got guys like that that dominate here. Yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. and these guys are getting better. These guys are playing in professional leagues as youngsters. Right. You know what I mean? So playing against the the Olympic team, this you know you're gonna get their best shot. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these guys will never get a chance to play against these stars. So I'm I'm not surprised at all because the bas- the game of basketball is growing well globally. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing about Stephen Jackson too, I noticed, man, you're gonna be on time. Like where you get that discipline from? 
Like, you, I, I mean, I know every time I'm around Steven, if he got to be somewhere at a certain time, he's there early, actually. Hey, man, I, I, I grew up appreciating everything. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I appreciate being able to have an opportunity to come on here with y'all. So so I want to give y'all that same respect that I, that I would ask if you came on my show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's just what it is. I, I, I respect everybody. So with that discipline, was it was it easier to, like, move into the, the Muslim lifestyle, like to give up the smoking, the drinking, and everything else? Uh, It was because I don't I didn't want to be a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that's one thing I stood on. Um. A lot has happened in my life in the last two years. You know what I mean? I've been put in a position that I never thought that I'd be in, you mm-hmm. know, but I embraced it, and a lot comes with it, you know? And uh, it's, it's just changes that it wasn't hard to make because, like I said, I don't want to be a hypocrite, and I know, you know, I have to lead by example in a lot mm-hmm. of ways, and uh, I have to stick to that and stand on it. How did you get into that lifestyle? What got you into that lifestyle? I've been Boys I've been change. practicing for seven years. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had a close friend named Mozzie uh, from Atlanta, uh, he was a rapper, and I um, I used to be with him a lot, and I started like um, studying with him and being around him and and learning the culture, mm-hmm. and um, with um, everything that happened to George Floyd and me standing up for him and all that, I had a chance to sit with the minister. I've been around a lot of guys, Tone Trump and uh, Luna, and a lot of guys that I've been around, mm-hmm. and I woke up one morning and decided to take my shahada, and uh, it was just time. But it, a lot of people don't know. I put it on my page when in 2003, when I won the championship with Spurs, mm-hmm. I got on the podium and I said. I, all, all thanks to Allah back then. So that showed I was studying back then. So it was just a matter of time, and uh, I woke up one morning, and I just felt it was the day to take my shot. Now, weed is from the earth. Right. So why 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 is weed bad? Yeah, anything that alters your mind, mm. you know, But I and, and that's what it says in the Quran. But I, I've, I've got different um, information from a lot of people, people that grew up Muslim that smoke, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I think it's, it's all about your relationship and what you choose to do, mm. you know what I mean? And I've been smoking since I was 12. You know, I I, I I own a small percentage of Viola with Al Harrington. So I, I, I still I still promote and I still make money mm-hmm. off of it, but I, I choose not to smoke because, you know, like I said, I've been smoking my whole life and the way I feel, you know, the the way I'm at where, where I'm at right now, I don't need it. So what do you do, what do you do now? What's your advice to like unwind? Uh I might have a glass of wine every now and then. Okay. But I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do anything that I used to do. Got you. Now what's your relationship with Fat Joe? I can't wait to see Fat Joe on all the smoke. I think he on is he on this week? Yeah. I know he gave you a TS chain. What's the relationship? So, I can, my first year in the NBA was here when I played for the Nets. And I was with stuff on Marbury. And, you know, around that time, I was really wild, yeah. I was mm-hmm. out of control. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about really out of control. And I was always out in New York by myself. And I met I met Joe through uh, Steph. And um, Joe was wild at that time, too. Joe sure was. Mm-hmm. So, we got a lot of things that I can't say on here that we that I got into with them. And uh, we became family then, over 20 years. And um, through this time, we you know we always talking all that. But he was around me at the time where I was really jeopardizing my career. I was really out here doing things that I wasn't supposed to do. And um, we kind of gravitated to each other around that time. And like I said, we've been family ever since. Was he the voice of reason around that time for you? He no, neither one of us. That's what I'm saying. It was the blind leading the blind back then. It was the blind leading the blind back then. But the fact that I was an NBA player, the fact that I never carried myself like that, mm-hmm. I've always carried myself as a regular dude. I think that's what grabbed, made him gravitate to me. Word. So you think leaving New York at that time was better for you? Because New York yeah. was wild back then. But let me y'all tell you, used to be at Sue's. Y'all was all over the place. <laughs> Jimmy's. Jimmy's. You know what I mean? And, like, I had never been out of Texas. You know, so when I got here, you know, I had the starch down pants still. The, you know, they was laughing mm-hmm. at me when I right. first got yeah, here. You know, not from here. <laughs> I was, sometimes I was a real country. And, you know, Steph and Joe took 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 me in, took me shopping. You know, mm-hmm. Steph bought me a Range Rover, all kind of stuff. So when I came here, I, I, I was kind of overwhelmed. 
You know what I mean? And I like I've never been out here. Like the the Spanish women drove me crazy. Mm-hmm. I've never seen them that many beautiful women in one spot that they really didn't have much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I was out of giving all my money to them. <laughs> I was out of giving all my money to them. Really didn't have much. You know Wait, what I'm saying? Wait, this is rendezvous we're talking about. Well, I, 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 was in, I was in Washington. I was in Washington okay. Heights. Right, right. You know, so I was in the Bronx. You know, they oh, the people were rich. You know what I mean? But I mean, Michael Kors. I mean, Michael Kors bags. Did you buy? Man, I was buying everything. Averex. <laughs> it was Averex. I was buying Averex jackets and all kinds of stuff. Like that. Yeah, yeah man, I'm, I'm telling you. His name was El Stefano back then. Man, and, and, and I went to Jimmy's every day, damn near, every day. And, and I almost got married every day I went there. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's no gas. That's you no have women gas. fighting over you? Back then? Yeah. Uh, nah, because I think I I think I get, I think get it was enough to go around. I was young, and I, I, I was young. I had enough to go around. Because you didn't... can't go every day and talk to different women, and then they see each other, and then they... Man, I remember I remember went to, going to Sue's Rendezvous, and the first time I met uh, China, I fell in love with her. <laughs> oh, China. China. Yeah, back yeah, in the day, yeah, China, you know, China was, yeah, was the bomb. The yeah, too, yeah, yeah, and I fell in love with her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then about six months later, I went to another strip club and fell in love with another ch- chick. So, like, <laughs> it, that, that's what it was back then. Yeah. Like I said, coming from the country to out here, it's a whole different world. Mm-hmm. That's saying a lot, though, because the script club down south way better than the yeah but i was in texas it was it wasn't as big as it was in atlanta yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. i'm saying then mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. so coming from, from from the country to here like it was night and day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gracious. and well, women that, here are, are, can finesse you too women huh? here in, in new york will finesse you they'll figure well it. i ain't gonna lie they was more humble than down south the women here, mm-hmm. the especially especially the Spanish women, they were appreciative mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. everything. You know what I'm saying? And and that's that's the type of guy I was. So when I seen one girl that that appreciate the little things, I was willing to do everything for. Mm, that's the finesse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, they got me. John they got me. Michael Kors bag too. That was back in the day, bro. They and got me. Didn't talk about the old thing, old stuff. You know what I mean? Well, check for out a Spanish, for for a Spanish woman too. Is she Spanish? Yes. Yes, sir. They'll yes, she you. is. Malice. <laughs> Everybody gets in trouble, man. We no, I, I want to ask Stephen though. I want to ask him like uh, back then. That was the, the era where like people was leaning on players too, though, right? Yes, like the street dudes. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, but, yeah. But, but that's that's one thing. That's why I love Joe. Mm-hmm. Everybody around him was genuine. Like I like I even say on the show, a lot of people don't notice, but my my first my first when I came here, after I met Joe, everywhere I went, it was two Puerto Rican dudes like following me, and, like and I didn't understand like oh these dudes trying to rob me mm-hmm. and after a while I realized that was two people that Joe had put on Joe me wow. to, to, to make sure the whole time I was here wow. to make sure I was straight you know what I mean so I never had to deal with with no nonsense or, or anything because he always protected me wow. you're still that guy too Joe to this day if, if, if somebody's out Joe, make sure you good. You get in the car, you back in the crib, man. I love man, that. Man, he's with the chandelier piece. Some, of the, some of the guys that. that's been in the family longer than me ain't got this one. That's I've right. seen that. <laughs> well, again, Malice in the Palace, August 10th, Netflix, and we appreciate you for joining us, man, brother. Man, thank y'all for and, having me, as always. And make sure to listen to All the Smoke, man. Yes, sir. You know what Shout mean? out to Matty B. On the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network, family. everywhere you listen to podcasts. All right, Stephen Jackson, thank you for joining us. Now, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk boosters. It's Spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Yes, good morning. <laughs> now, uh, Boosie. Boosie Badass. Well, he was all over social media talking about our interview Make with sure Adam. to tell people Angela Yee's not here. That's why the rumors sound terrible. But go ahead. You just told him that. Okay. How you know it's going to sound terrible? I know. I know you. Go it's on. not going to sound terrible. It's going to okay. sound good, actually. All right. I'll take this pressure. Okay. Now, we were talking about Boosie. <laughs> he was all over social media talking about our interview with Adam Masseri. So this is what Adam Masseri, the head of Instagram, said yesterday on The Breakfast Club. Is Boosie ever going to get his page back? 
You know, Lil Boozy gonna start calling you out now. He been saying Mark. I know. Now he know who. Now he I know, know who behind. I know. I'm surprised, I'm surprised he hasn't slid into my DM. He yet. know now. Adam. <laughs> Adam was sorry. You had issues. Yeah. We gotta draw the line somewhere. It's a nudity. It's a nudity policy. Now, what's, what, what's nudity? Because I flagged Kim Kardashian ten thousand times. Remember when Kim posted a picture of a nipple okay, one hater. time? Why would you do that? Because they they don't take her down, but they take everybody else down. So I flagged it. Yes, I did flag it. So what happened was I used to post these flyers of me DJing uh, the strip club flyers. And you were topless. No. And, and on since the flyers, your nipples can't show, you didn't want Kim K to show. No, on the flyers, there would be women with bikinis on because it's a strip club. And they would take my flyers down. And then when they posted, uh, when Kim Kardashian posted her picture where you could see her nipples, they left her picture up. And I thought that was foul. And I couldn't understand why you take... You know, strip club flyers down where they don't show nipples, but you left hers up there. So, so I you flagged, decided to flag them. This I flagged, yeah, flagged hers like ten thousand times, and they never took us down. That's why it's not a stereotype if it's true. That is the most beige, no, waffle right. colored thing I've ever heard why in my you, life. But why you take down everybody else's, but don't take hers down? That that's what that was my point, and I flagged it myself to see ten thousand times. Maybe not ten thousand, maybe nine thousand, <laughs> but I flagged it a lot. Well, this is what Boosie said after he's hearing, okay with this. What? Adam Mazzari, can you give me my page back? How the hell my Instagram was took because of nudity? It was took because of racism. The girl who I posted on my piano, she had emojis over everything. You took my Instagram, man. You took her Instagram. Tell Charlemagne the God the truth. DJ Envy, and you right. He wouldn't do it to Kim K. He wouldn't do it to Ariana Grande. You know why? Because he got dreams of messing with him. DJ Envy, Charlemagne, fly me to the breakfast club. You know what I'm saying? I, my album just dropped. I need to talk about a lot of sh Fly me in, man. Now, let the record show, Boosie been on the schedule like twice in yeah, the past couple of times. weeks. I, he, he kept getting rescheduled. I just thought he had something to do. I didn't know what was going on. He was supposed to be actually, he was on the schedule last Friday. Yeah, last Friday. And then and, it was another day. And then a week before a that. A week before that. Yeah. So I, I just thought that he had something else to do. Well, one was a Zoom call, and we said we want Boosie in person. And he was supposed to come in the next week, and then he never came. Because uh, we had Boosie in, uh, on Zoom during the pandemic, but it's just like, nah, Boosie got to be in the studio. It's not the same. And, and let the record show as well. We never fly anybody in. Never. We never pay for anybody's That's not happening. transportation, flight, mm -mm. train, Love car, you, Boosie. rental. Love you. Not nobody. But not you Boosie. got a big ass house. You got all them acres of land. You got plenty of money. All right? Yeah. Okay? You good. I, I, nah. All right. We ain't even going to start that precedent. Not at all. <laughs> Now, Ashton Kutcher and his wife uh, appeared on a new episode of the Dax Shepherds podcast, and they talked about bathing. Do we have audio? Let's play it. You should not be getting rid of all the natural oil on your skin with a bar of soap every day. It's insane. I don't wash my body with soap every day. Okay, good. I yes. wash my armpits and my crotch daily and nothing yeah. else ever. You don't? Exactly. Wait, and look at guys. his. Let's talk about his skin. Now, he also talks about bathing his kids. When I had children, I also didn't wash them every day. Like, I wasn't the mm. parent that bathed my newborns ever. Now, here's the thing. If you can see the dirt on them, clean them. Yeah. Otherwise, there's no point. If you nasty, just say that. Oh, my God. Why? Why? 
Y'all might as well just be like cats and lick each other as a grooming mechanism. Like, what is the, that's just nasty. Now, I'm not, I don't want to be racist and I don't want to bring race into it. Okay, well, bring race into it. But is that. Why do, how do you, I, we already know where this is going. Why would he say that? But when you that, know that's exactly what you're about to do. But is that like. A white thing? Yes. I don't know. I'm not white. <laughs> white people, call us up and tell us. I'm is just this a curious. white thing? Do y'all, is this what y'all do? Y'all I've don't never wash heard this. yourselves every day. Now, I do remember back in the day. Oh, boy. I used to hear about uh, white people not wearing, no, not using washcloths, I think it was. They didn't use washcloths. Lufus. Some lose. I ain't even heard about that. Just they didn't use washcloths. And I remember asking, I think I might have asked Andrew Schultz that, and I think he might have confirmed that. I don't know if that's true, but that's. Nick, you're not white, Nick. Are you white? Yeah, Do you wash? Every day. Do you use washcloths? Okay. Dan, you're white. (laughs) Do you wash every day? Do you use washcloths? Yeah. Allegedly, <laughs> you do. Do I want to watch? He just went white on me. He just went white on me. Jesus, do I want to watch? Goodness gracious! What? All right. Well, that is your rumor report. I'm just curious. I, I've never heard of somebody that doesn't oh, wash every day God. and don't wash your kids every day. That be out and about. Running nah, I'm around, not gonna lie. I'm not, no, no. I, I got, I got, I got some. I got a couple. I got one homeboy. He from Florida. I'm not gonna say his name, but y'all know him. He definitely told me he don't be washing every day. He told me this a while ago. You don't wash every day? I am. The, yeah, he did tell me that. <laughs> Yo, that's disgusting, man. He, he said, I wash up. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> what does that mean? It sounds like you do your crotch and your underarms. That is disgusting. I'm not going to say his name. That's <laughs> nasty, man. All right. Well, that's your room report. <laughs> Maybe we should call him. Who is it? I'll, we should call him. I'm going to call him first. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> who are you giving your donkey to, man? Well, speaking of whiteness, we need Laura Ingram to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with her this morning. All right. We'll get to that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, it's Angela Yee. Don't let weak hair hold you back. Carol's Daughter's Goddess Strength Collection supports hair as it gets longer for hair that's 15 times stronger after one use. Available at carolsdaughter.com and your local retailer. This is America. There is no question that there are problems in this country between police and community. Yes, you are a donkey. To the latest on that police killing of a black man. Now to new developments in the deadly spa shooting rampage. Um, and yesterday was a really bad day for him, and this is what he did. And so we are in a state of emergency. Okay, white supremacist violence is and always has been the number one threat to our society. But I'm also very proud that my wife is white. My wife is white. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. All right, Charlene, please tell me, why was I your donkey of the day? Wild donkey today for Wednesday, July 28th goes to Fox News, Laura Ingram. Now, if you've been paying attention to the news, then you know that the House Select Committee is investigating the attempted coup that happened in this country on January 6th. Every time I say that, it blows my mind because this is America. And I just never expected to see that on American soil, even though it should have happened on American soil a long time ago, based on the way this country has treated its black citizens, its brown citizens, Native American citizens. I mean, if anyone has the right to be angry and storm the Capitol and demand justice for the wrongs they have experienced in this country, it's us, the minorities. Okay, but it wasn't. It was a domestic terrorist organization known as Vanilla ISIS. And the investigation uh, into one of the most unpatriotic moments this country has ever witnessed is underway. And hearings started with testimony from two Capitol Police officers and two Metropolitan Police officers. Let me get their names right. You know, I can't pronounce anything. Let me see. Uh, Sergeant Aquilino Gunnell and Officer Harry Dunn of the Capitol Police and Officer Michael 
Fanon and Officer Daniel Hodges of the Metropolitan Police. I think I landed those. Uh, they recounted having to fight rioters who wanted to stop the election and kill elected officials because they were told by the 45th president of the United States that the election was stolen from him. The officers broke down how they had had to spray chemicals, poke folks in the eyes while the domestic terrorists known as our cracker shouted the N-word and told officers they were going to die. Amazing the restraint police officers show when their enemy is whiteness. I mean, when you think about the black people who have been killed for complying, running away, sleeping, some because, you know, officers mistook their their their, their phones for guns. Just the fact that black skin is always perceived as, as life-threatening. Threatening enough that they kill us and get away with it simply because they are simply because they are they say they are afraid. Yet a whole mob of mayonnaise is in your face and y'all didn't bust your guns. But according to some of our elected officials, America is not a racist country. Just for emphasis, can we play when Secretary Pete was here and I asked him what would have happened if a bunch of black people in America attempted to cool this country? Listen, what do you think would have happened if all those people were black that stormed the Capitol on the 6th? I think there would have been a lot of blood. I just like to reiterate that point, but it's not about us right now. In this moment, it's about the cops who testified about what they saw. Listen to them. On my left was a man with a clear riot shield stolen during the assault. He slammed it against me and with all the weight of the bodies pushing behind him, trapped me. Directly in front of me, a man seized the opportunity of my vulnerability, grabbed the front of my gas mask and used it to beat my head against the door. Eventually, he succeeded in stripping away my gas mask and a new rush of exposure to CS and OC spray hit me. The mob of terrorists were coordinating their efforts now, shouting, heave, ho, as they synchronized, pushing their weight forward, crushing me further against the metal doorframe. The man in front of me grabbed my baton that I still held in my hands. He bashed me in the head and face with it, rupturing my lip and adding additional injury to my skull. As I was swarmed by a violent mob, they began to beat me with their fists and with what felt like hard metal objects. At one point, I came face to face with an attacker who repeatedly lunged for me and attempted to remove my firearm. I heard chanting from some in the crowd, get his gun and kill him with his own gun. I was electrocuted again and again and again with a taser. At the hospital, doctors told me that I had suffered a heart attack and I was later diagnosed with a concussion, a traumatic brain injury and post-traumatic stress disorder. I told them to just leave the Capitol and in response they yelled, no man, this is our house. President Trump invited us here. We're here to stop the steal. I responded, well, I voted for Joe Biden. Does my vote not count? That prompted a torrent of racial epithets. One woman in a pink MAGA shirt yelled, you hear that, guys? This nigger voted for <gasps> Joe Biden. Then the crowd joined in screaming, boo, Ooh. nigger. No one had ever called me a nigger while wearing the uniform of a Capitol Police officer. Now, I would think with all the pro-police rhetoric I hear on Fox News, I would think that with all the pro-police rhetoric I hear and see in this country, the Blue Lives Matter signs and flags I see in people's, you know, yards and on their cars, I would think all of you would be beyond pissed about what happened to those cops at the Capitol. But Laura Ingram took a completely different angle. In fact, she decided to mock the cops. She actually decided to give out Best Performance Awards to the police officers. I can't make this kind of hypocrisy up. Listen. We will unveil the Angle Awards for today's best performances. Now, the award for best use of an exaggeration in a supporting role. The winners, Aquilino Gonell, who thinks the pen is literally mightier than the sword. He had all these items and things that were thrown at us and used to attack us. Those are weapons. No matter if it is a pen, the way they were using these items, 
it was to her officers. And for best performance in an action role, the winner is Michael Fanon. Too many are now telling me that hell doesn't exist or that hell actually wasn't that bad. The indifference shown to my colleagues is disgraceful. I mean, Laura Ingram, what version of the January 6th attempted coup did you see? We witnessed a lot of this. I don't know which officer it was, but we watched those domestic terrorists beat one of them badly with an American flagpole. The irony of protecting the Capitol and then getting beat by American citizens with an American flagpole. It must be a new definition of patriotic because this clearly ain't it. Now, I was confused because I thought Laura Ingram was pro-police. I thought she was back to blue. Why? Because whenever someone from BLM is critical of police, just critical. I mean, just talking about the police, talking about defunding the police or demanding police stop killing unarmed black people in this country. Laura sides with the police every time. I remember when Laura Ingram said BLM isn't losing sleep over rising crime and they were profiting off tragedy. And I remember when she said in regards to defunding the police, public safety shouldn't be political. It's essential. Her words, not mine. Listen. After all, public safety shouldn't be political. It's essential. I mean, that's what she said about police, Laura. I thought you cared about police. I remember when an alleged BLM protester painted over a Blue Lives Matter tribute and you wasn't feeling that. Listen. Scott Lebedo painted a tribute outside an NYPD precinct. No nasty messages, no curse words, no derogatory pictures, just a simple blue line to signify that police lives matter. Now, literally minutes after he finished, a BLM protester vandalized it. I find this very offensive. I feel like it's making it blue lives versus black lives or white lives versus black lives. Okay. It's not that. Black lives matter doesn't mean that all lives don't matter. It means that black lives are in danger right now. And we don't need to be making a sign aside here. I, simple question. How come you side with police against BLM but side with white supremacists against police? Hold on, I think I might have answered my own question. How come, Laura Ingram, you side with police against BLM, but side with white supremacists against police? Hmm. I think I got the answer, but, you know, I read the four agreements religiously. I just, you know, let my 13-year-old daughter read it for the first time, so I'm trying to practice some more. I'm doing my best about not making assumptions. I don't want to make assumptions. I'm trying to do, you know, do better at that. Just doing my best here. But I just want to know where all the Blue Lives Matter folks at. What happened to backing the blue? There should be nothing to say about those cops who testified, you know, uh, at the Capitol other than the people who attacked them need to be in prison. Y'all should be condemning those domestic terrorists who attempted to coup this country and beat up cops. OK, if y'all is patriotic, as y'all say y'all are, if y'all pro police like y'all say y'all are, BLM hasn't attacked any cops. BLM didn't storm the Capitol. But when they call out police just verbally, you side with police and talk about how police need to be protected. Police lives matter. You did a whole segment about somebody painting over a blue lives matter tribute. But when cops actually get beat down at the Capitol, you clown them, make a mockery of them, say they are acting. Please let Chelsea Handler give Laura Ingram the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw. That is way too much Dan mayonnaise. All right. Maybe well, I'm missing something. You know I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary. Yeah. No, I'm not the strongest Avenger. Yeah, but you're not missing nothing. Mm. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Okay, what are we doing next? Because this is usually Ask Angelie. All right. And I know we ain't got nothing planned. What are we doing? Uh, it's up to you. We can, um, a lot of people have been uh, asking and talking about Simone Biles. Okay. Or we can do Ask CME. Which way you want to go? I'm always down to have a great conversation about mental health, but 
I also think that you flagging um, Kim Kardashian 9,000 times with some sucker stuff. That's not no sucker stuff. That's just my personal opinion. All right, let's talk about Actually, no, 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 no. We going to court. Damn it. Okay. All right, wait. Oh, I'm putting too much pressure no, on Red. Red don't know what a breakfast club court. Oh, pull, up, man. pull up the breakfast club court beat. I'm sorry. Well, give him a second. He got it. Give him a second. Give him 10 I'm seconds. I'm sorry. 10. I'm sorry. Nah, it's, it's up. It's up. It's up. You can hit it. It's let's up. Go. Press play. Oh. Yesterday we had the head of Instagram up here. His name is Adam Masari, right? That's right. And Adam Masari uh, is the head of Instagram, as Envy just said. And Envy said something in this interview that I never knew. That's right. I said that I uh, flagged, flagged Kim Kardashian 10,000 times because she showed nipple and he couldn't show his nipple because he was on vacation and he put up a topless picture and somebody flagged him. It has nothing to do with my nipple. It actually has to do with the fact that I posted flyers and these flyers did not show nipples. They showed women in bikinis. And what had happened was you took my flyers down, you take other people's flyers down, but you did not take Kim mm. K's stuff down. Bage and I rage. that was foul. Bage Why? rage. Because Kim K is a star? Why? Because Kim K can help Instagram? What about those people like Boosie that mm. posted a girl on a piano with an emoji in front of it? You took his page down and you took his page. Very convincing. But not Kim K. Why? Huh? Why? You tell me why. Is it because Kim K is not what? Boosie's black and she's not? I don't know what she is. But <laughs> 800-585-1051. Let's talk about it. I'm not mad at the case you just built, but I just still think he was hating. But I want to know. That's what the jury would decide today. Was Envy, does Envy have a valid point or is he just hating? Let's talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, uh, Charlamagne wants to take me to Breakfast Club Court this morning. Yes, because uh, yesterday we had Adam Asari up here, the head of Instagram. And um, during the conversation, you know, this slipped out. I didn't know Envy did this. Is Boosie ever going to get his page back? <laughs> we got to draw the line somewhere. It's a nudity, it's a nudity policy. Now, it's what, what's nudity? Because I flagged Kim Kardashian 10,000 times. Remember when Kim posted a picture of a nipple okay, one hater. time? Why would you do that? Because they they don't take her down, but they take everybody else down. So I flagged it. Yes. Now I'm not saying what Envy did was some whole, but it feels like some whole. It's not no whole ish. It feels like it's not no whole ish. See, see, see. Here's the thing. When I was young, right, I used to like be against snitching, right. But now that I'm grown and I'm adult, I'm a snitch. You know what I'm saying? I'm the person that would pick up the phone, dial 911. Yesterday I was sitting on, sitting outside, and I heard my neighbor's alarm going off, and it was talking. I never heard the talking alarms. Have you ever heard the talking alarms? Mm -hmm. That goes, hey, you're, you've breached an area. It goes, burglary, burglary, burglary. You've breached an area. You are trespassing. And I'm like, do I call 911 right now? I didn't, though, but the police ended up coming. But that's what it felt like. It felt very see something, say something. You feel very crime stopperish, sir. Mm, mm. You don't think so? No, not at all. And they're, they're telling me that Boosie got one of his pages back uh, this morning. So which one he got? He got the one not with 14 million, the one with 1.2 million. So Boosie got one of his. No, he been had that. He That's when he been on the Boosie, the Boosie new IG. That's when he was uh, posted this video from yesterday. Oh. He wanted the big boy one back. He wanted nah. Fisher Boosie back. Oh no, nah, he's not getting that one back. But talk to me, McCruff, McGruff, the crime nah, dog. What made you I'm, take a bite out of Instagram this, crime? This is what I'm saying. I'm saying you take down my flyers because they show uh, ladies in bikinis when I had. 
had the DJ strip clubs, right? And you take down other people's page. But then when Kim Kardashian posts a picture of a nipple, you don't take her page down. Is it white privilege? Why you don't take her page down? What's the problem? But why Kim, though? Why did you nipple? target Kim? Is her nipple better than your nipple? Huh? Because that's the only one that they left up. But why did you target Kim, though? Because that's the one that they left up. And she and it was clearly a nipple. But it it's, mad, it's mad nudity on Instagram. Why Kim 9,000 times? Because she is the biggest nipple on there. She's the biggest one on <laughs> Okay. Armenian nipples matter, Andy. <laughs> Yo, all right. Let's go to the phone lines, all right? Hello, who's this? Yeah, this is Justin. Justin, what's up, brother? We, I'm in Breakfast Club Court. Talk, talk to me. Hey, man, listen. Let's, 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 let's be clear. You're absolutely right. It's foul. It's wrong. It's not fair. But on the contrary, well, I, was, I religiously listened to y'all, right? So uh -huh. I, I was listening to Stephen Jackson a few moments ago. And a lot of people, like, have this theory that it's just a game. Why do you behave such a way? I came to the realization that everything is a business. So this is a business, and each game represents X amount of money. I translate that to, 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 the, to, the, to the site. So how much money are they making off Tim K versus how much they're making off Boost? How much money are they making off you posting your stuff? That's true. So they're making so much money off posts for Tim K versus YouTube combined products. So, yeah, so yeah if, if, if all the Kardashians and Jenners left Instagram and said and, and went to fan base, right? Salute to my guy Isaac Hayes the third. If they all went to fan base, fan base stocks would shoot up immediately. Fan bases, you know, brand equity would shoot up immediately. So yes, this brother is right. By the way, if Boosie went over to fan base, the brand equity would shoot up too. Mm -hmm. Hello, who's this? Alicia. Alicia, good morning. I'm in Breakfast Club Court. What are your thoughts? Is Envy a, a hater, or does he have a valid point? No. No, he's not a hater. He is stating facts. At the end of the day, fact is that, you know, it needs to be fair across the board. She's, of course, we're not going to take her down or anyone that's making them money because it's about money. It's the bottom line. I don't know if you want to say it's a race thing, but at the end of the day, it's about money. Let me that's ask you a question. Fact. Let me ask you a question. If Serena Williams just, you know, let a little nipple show and you heard Envy flagged her 9,000 times, would you think Envy was a hater or he had a valid point? He would have a valid point. Fair is fair. Okay. Just making sure. Just making sure. That's right. Hello, who's this? How you doing? This is Mello, um, Public Defenders at Law. How you doing? Hello, Mello. Me what's up, Mello? <laughs> I heard you charge three fifty right. an hour. <laughs> yep. Full fact. Um, I just want to let you know I am a public defender, so my client is guilty. Um, <laughs> his, his name is his name is DJ Envy. I think that says it all. What, well, what are you trying to say? Because she can she can show her nipples and he can't. It is what it is. You a hater, bro. I'm not a hater. All nipples matter. Yes, what do you mean all nipples matter? matter? Because you can't leave Kim K's nipple up and but take down Boosie's nipple. You can't do that. So you want to see Boosie's nipple? No, I'm not. It's not You're about You're fighting seeing, for this. Is what this no. is about. What? You fighting for Boosie's nipple? Boosie's nipple, bro? No, I'm not. Goodbye, man. This is what this is about. I'm not fighting for Boosie's nipple. Now we get into the bottom I'm of this. You know how sometimes you put somebody on the stand and they say one word too many? Uh, your client has a crush on Boosie, <laughs> no, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you know you didn't have that, right? No. <laughs> your client, about, the client, Rashawn Casey, DJ Envy, has a crush on Boosie. No, this is what this is all about. It's not about Boosie's nipple. It's about, it's a matter about, you can't take down my flyers. You can't take down Boosie stuff. You can't take down all these other people that post their nipples, but you live, you leave Kim Adam said up. that Kim K picture gets taken down if she shows nipples. Kim K's nipples was up for a while before they took that down. But they did take it down. Like a week later, two weeks later, after I, she got her views and everything. It doesn't matter. And she saw her skin. Now, you didn't say that. Our client did not say that. He's leading the jury. You no, didn't tell us that no. Kim's picture actually got taken down. No, it did not. It got taken down like a, like two weeks, three weeks later. Boosie's got taken down right away. Mine got taken down right away. It's not right. 800 
585-1051. Now I'm in Breakfast Club Court. Am I a hater or not? I say I'm not. Let's talk about it. And does he have a crush on Boosie? (laughs) After what we just heard. You want Boosie to wipe you down. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, I'm in Breakfast Club Court this morning. What yes, Envy's in Breakfast Club Court because yesterday we had Adam Masari, the head of uh, Instagram, on. And during the conversation, uh, I, Envy informed us that he has flagged Kim Kardashian's picture 9,000 times in order to get the picture taken down because she was showing some nipple. Do you care to explain anymore? Yes, what I'm saying is this. When I used to post clubs, the strip club flyers with women in bikinis, they would take it down because they said it was too sexually, uh, I guess the picture was too... Too sexual. Yeah, too too sexual. Yes. Kim Kardashian posted a picture where you can see her nipple. Nipple. All around, areola, and pow, nipple. And that picture was up for a while before they took it down. now, Now, what Envy didn't tell us is they actually did take the picture down. I thought they didn't take the picture down at all. No, she might have took it down, but it was up for weeks because I, I was flagging it. Now, least, now, now first you said now first you said it got taken down after a week. Now you're what? saying weeks. I don't know. I don't know if she took it down or if they took it down. I don't know, but I know it was up for weeks because I was flagging it every day. And your point is, Boosie had a picture up where he was showing nipple, and no. you you wanted you want you said you wanted to see Boosie's nipple. No. You said that. Boosie had a, a young lady on his piano, and they had an emoji on a nipple, and they took that picture down. So I'm saying that well, why is Kim's picture up, and you couldn't leave Boosie's picture up, or you couldn't leave my pictures up? That's uh, all I'm saying. Listen, I'm not saying you're wrong. It just feels like some host. No, it's not. I'm not going to lie. It it's just not. does. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Roya from Brooklyn. Good morning. What's up, Roya? Good morning. Royal, talk to us. now talk to us. Is uh, Does Envy have a valid case here, or is he on some whole hater shit? First of all, Envy, you have no business fighting no female picture. And you know this is her job. Like, this is Kim Kim's job to, you know, expose herself. Like, that's what she does. It's her job to show her nipple? That's what she does? That's, come on. You kind of got a point. Well, she got know, a point. But, and at the same time, I kind of understand why you did it, though, because I would have been tight, too, if my subject touched out but not hers. But, and like, come on, you was kind of sort of hating, though. No, I ain't hating. All nipples matter, kinda. Royal. I want y'all to feel like this about crime in our community. What? What <laughs> All right? What? Okay? When you see something, say something, damn it. Hello, who's this? Brittany. Hey, Brittany, good morning. Good morning, how are y'all? Doing well, doing well. What's your thoughts? Um, DJ Envy, I think you did nothing wrong. Right is right, wrong is wrong. Kim K needs to take her picture down. If they showing nudity, you did nothing wrong. And Charlamagne the guy, stop being a hater. Why am I being a hater? <laughs> Listen, you know what else? Envy flags Serena Williams 9,000 times this morning, too. No, I did not. Good gracious, Evie. No, not. no, don't change well, your tune. Keep that same Evie. energy. Evie, I don't know, Evie. No, 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 no. Don't change not. your energy Brit- now, Brit- okay? Not, What's the lying. difference between Serena and Kim? <laughs> um, really? Tell me. No, I want you to say it. Say it. Say it to the court. No, say no. it to the court. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure Serena, I mean, Serena didn't show nothing. No nudity. How you know? What if she did? What if I, I just? What Serena. if she did show a little areola? Where have you ever seen Serena show like nudity? What if, what if she showed a little areola and I told you Envy reported her nine thousand times this morning, flagged her? What would you say then? Ooh, you sound true, uh, uh, Charlemagne. I don't know, DJ Envy. I did see not. Know. You see how energy not. changed how when energy it's somebody change? you like? <laughs> if people don't like Kim K, that's why they siding with you. 
No, they don't. Everybody love Kim K. Hello, who's this? Boy, boy, if you don't stop that lie. What's up? What's up? Hey, what's your name, brother? My name James. James, who side you on? No, wait, wait a minute, James. Do you think Envy has a valid case, or is he just being a hater? Because he wants Boosie to be able to show nipple, but Shut he up. don't want Kim to show nipple. That's what do you true. think? No, I'm being honest. I, I got to side with Envy on this one. Everybody got to be held at the same standards here. Why can't he post his videos and it's okay for her to post her pictures of what she got on and not be held at the same standards? There you go. Okay, what if I told you that this morning... Envy flagged Chloe Haley 9,000 times you just make stuff up. on Instagram because she's showing too much cheeks. I know you. He ain't going to do no stupid shit like He that. did already. I did not. He did. did. But no, I just want to know, how would that make you feel to know that Envy tagged Chloe Haley 9,000 times because she was showing too much cheeks? How would you feel then? He ain't sitting here and do that to her, man. Don't do that to him. No, no, no. Why you, is the son. energy changing? I need to know that. why the energy is changing. Now when it's Chloe getting flagged 9,000 times, it's, he's a hater, right? He ain't no hater. Thank you, because I ain't do that. Thank so he, you so, so much, sir. So he can flag Chloe 9,000 times? No. I mean, honestly, if she showed nipple, yeah, he can. Thank she's, you. She's showing cheeks. Thank you. I, no, I did not. Thank cheeks you so much, different. sir. Thank cheeks you. are different? Yeah, you can show cheeks, but you can't show nipples. And really? that's what I'm saying. At the end of the day, all nipples matter. Whether it's Boosie's nipple, no, that's my not, nipple, that, that's or not Kim K's nipple, that, that's or not, anybody that, else's. That, you not cannot gonna, show no damn no, nipple no, on that's not, that's not, Be that, fair. That's not how you should use that. And that's that. why that's, I flagged them. That's not how and you should use that again. phrase. That's not how you should use that phrase. Uh, the moral of the story is, you know, when you see something, say something. Okay, not just when it's Kim Kardashian's nipples. I need y'all to keep this same energy when it comes to crime in our community. Okay? All right. All right. Well, when we come back, we got rumors. Angela Yee is out. We're going to be talking Kanye. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Now, Kanye West allegedly uh, is still paying a million dollars a day to stay at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Uh, they said he got a vibe and wanted to stay there to finish it up his album. So he actually posted a picture of his uh, bedroom in his headquarters, uh, his living quarters, I should say. He must have heard. Uh, he must have heard people like myself saying that it's cap. He ain't spending no million dollars a day. He ain't really living in that that uh, Mercedes Benz Stadium. Yeah. So he shows his room, uh, which is pretty basic. It looks like a twin bed. <laughs> you a hater? What? Pretty basic. It is pretty basic. You hate him. It's a bro. twin bed. Little, his little twin bed. Little bed. Yeah, little 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 bed. Little bed. <laughs> boy, in his little boy, room. Boy. Got a little weights set. Boy, when somebody wanted to minutes what you doing, they'll call it little or basic. You got a little luggage in there. Little luggage. You got a little shirt in there. Boy, you is a hater. A couple of sneakers in there. What you got against the Kardashian no, Wests, man? I ain't got nothing against the First Kardashian First you flagging West. Kim's picture 9,000 times to get it taken down. Now you calling this little setup basic? It is basic. Red, is this basic? <laughs> See, it's pretty basic. So he is staying there. Y'all can't afford it. A million dollars nope. a day. You right. You right. I don't believe it, though. I still don't <laughs> believe, believe it. Though. Why are you hating it? I, I still don't believe that he's doing that. Yeah, so hopefully we get it. some good music out of it. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I guess he's changing up some songs. So what we heard last week, I guess, is not the full album. He's going to be changing some things up. So we'll definitely see. Now, Academics, he has a new podcast dropping on Spotify. And uh, his first Episode. Did, did they did they announce that's where it's at? Okay, I take that back. Boy, you is a snitch today. <laughs> you are just you were just on a roll. First it was Kim K nine thousand times. Now you but what's up with you, bro? Oh uh, man. Well, Academics has a podcast that's coming out. I don't know what network God, it's gonna be. Dang. But on the first episode, he has 
six nine and whack whack 100 if you don't know who whack 100 is whack 100 uh manages the game manages blueface uh manages ray j and a host of others uh he's alleged blood and they were just talking about some of the things that happened um he called Self, DJ Self show yesterday to explain what he would be talking about explain on his podcast. Explain to people who DJ Self is. They know who DJ Self is. I did an interview with 6ix9ine uh -huh. because that's what I wanted to do. They didn't reach to me. I reached to them. I really don't fault him. I fought the street. The street shouldn't allow him. That neighborhood shouldn't allow him over there like that. So, you know, I was very curious on why it went the way it went and why he did what he did. And my whole disposition was to get him to understand that you ain't a gangster, you ain't a thug, you ain't a street you a regular civilian. Yeah, so we'll see when this comes out. Do you know when this is coming out? I have no idea. Okay. Um, so we'll see when this uh, first episode is coming out. So congratulations to Academics on his podcast. Salute to my guy, Ack. All right. Now, Simone Biles, she was drawn from uh, Women's Team Gymnastics. And also yesterday, she announced that she is uh, withdrawing from individual all-around competition. She had this to say. Today has been really stressful. We had a workout this morning. Um, it went okay, and then just that five-and-a-half-hour wait or something, I was just, like, shaking, could barely nap. I've just never felt like this going into a competition before, and I tried to go out here and have fun and warm up in the back, went a little bit better, but then once I came out here, I was like, no, mental is not there, so I just need to let the girls do it and focus on myself. You know, a lot of people are saying, you know, well, shout to her for doing that as well. I mean, it's that's that, that's what makes you a boss when you can do what you want to do when you want to do it, regardless of, of anybody else but your own mental. But a lot of people are saying that, you know, think about it. She she trained for this moment as a child. This is what she did all the training for, all the practicing for, all the uh, extra hours in the gym. Just imagine if, like, Tom Brady got to the Super Bowl and said, you know what, my mental's not right today, I'm not playing. Or Michael Jordan got to the finals and said, you know what, my mental's not right, I'm not playing. Or In the words of the black philosopher Bobby Brown, that's my prerogative. Okay, if they got to that point and felt like they wanted to pull back, they have every right to. Your mental health is non-negotiable. You should always reserve the right to say, F that sugar honey iced tea. Okay, I don't want to be around anything or anybody that exhausts me mentally, and I don't want to be around anything or anybody when I'm exhausted mentally. I also respect Simone Biles because if I had that language when I was her age, if I had mm -hmm. that education on mental health when I was her age, I would have saved myself years of pain. And she freed a lot of people. You know, just by simply saying, no, you know how much we do that we don't want to do because other people think that's what we should be doing. I'm 43 and just got to the age where I feel comfortable telling people no. Yeah. Because we tell folks, yeah, I'm coming, even though I have no plans of coming. But it's too difficult to explain why I'm not coming. It's too difficult to explain why I'm really not going to show up. Could be depression, could be anxiety, whatever. Simone freed a lot of people by doing that. Salute to her, man. All right. Well, that is your rumor. Report. I love not showing up for things. We know. I know you know. Y'all been working with me a long time. He with me all the time. Is Charlamagne coming? I'm like, no. You no, know he not coming. They're like, what you mean? He said, I said, I tell hey, you, he's man, not coming. The way his social anxiety set up, he ain't coming. I know he not coming. That's right. What? You Who? All right. How many people going to be there? Who all over there? <laughs> what? Well. Nope. Mm -hmm. Well, shout to Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Now, today is a goat's birthday. You know Duval uh, got his Instagram taken down one time because he called Nicki Minaj the goat. I meant to tell Adam that. They don't understand culture. So he, called, oh, he, called, he said Nicki Minaj is the GOAT. Goodness gracious. And they said that was bullying, as if he was calling her a GOAT. Really? Yes. I flagged mad people for bullying me. They don't take their page down. Can I tell y'all something? What? I just found out. Y'all thought I was joking when I said that 
and be flagged Chloe Haley what? 9,000 times. He flagged Chloe Haley 9,000 times on no, Instagram no, trying not. to get her taken down. No, I did this not. guy's got a problem, I y'all. did not do that. Don't say this that. People will believe y'all. you. People will believe you. I don't, but have, anyway. I don't have no reason to make you're that You're lying because nobody, no, nobody ever did that. And, but he anyway. said, and he said he set up a burner account and sent out a tweet talking about um, Chloe not really that cute. Y'all Yo, be hyping her up. It. Yo, you just try to create all he types did. of Didn't stuff. Didn't he say that in the room? I'm about to get your Instagram taken down for bullying me. But anyway. <laughs> Mine ain't getting taken down. Happy <laughs> birthday to Soldier Boy. Today is Soldier Today Boy. Today is Soldier's Boy. Soldier's Boy Day. Drop on the clues bomb for Soldier. Why you ain't just say that from the, the beginning? First rapper to have a birthday. It's happy birthday, Soldier Boy. <laughs> Why you ain't just say it was SB's born day from the beginning, That's what man. I'm trying to say. Damn. All right. Let's so what we going to do? We going to celebrate Soldier. Boy? We're going to start the mix off with some Soldier Boy, all right? Happy birthday, Soldier Boy. It's the mix. is up next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela here, and the General Insurance has been helping people save money for nearly 60 years. Take a closer look at the General and get the great low rates and quality coverage you deserve. For a hassle-free quote today, call 800-GENERAL or go to thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, shout out to Steven Jackson for joining us. Salute to my guy, Steven, man. Make sure you listen to the All the Smoke podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. And make sure you check out that Malice in the Palace documentary on Netflix. Absolutely. I again and shout out to everybody heading to my car show August fourteenth. There's about uh, sixteen days left, so I just want to shout to uh, all the celebrities that are giving me their cars. All the surprises we have cars from Nas, French Montana, Little Uzi Vert, Fifty Cent, Fabulous, Little Kim, Currency, and more. So you want to get your tickets? We have monster trucks that are going to be there. There's all types of cool things like we have double dutch to teach uh, kids how to double dutch. We have rides. We have. Um, a free throw shooting contest where people could actually win some some prize money and some cool gifts, uh, Ferris wheels, all types of stuff. So if you haven't got your tickets, it's a family fun day. Get your tickets, uh, vendors, food trucks, and all that. So I want to see you guys. And if you have a car you want to put into the car show or you're part of a car club or you want to be a vendor, you can always email me, DJMV at uh, DJMVCarshow at gmail.com. Again, that's DJMVCarshow at gmail.com. And let me shout out to Lincoln Tech, the sponsor. They're going to have a bunch of activations as well. All right, when we come back, positive note, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJMV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, um, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I do, man. I also want to tell everybody to make sure you go out there and pre-order Anita Kopak's debut book, Shallow Waters. I was just looking at Bookless, and Bookless uh, gave her a stellar review for Shallow Waters. She's gotten stellar reviews from everybody from, you know, uh, Harper's Bazaar to Publishers Weekly. So salute to everybody who's got advanced copies and is loving what Anita Kopak's is putting out into the ecosystem. Also, positive note. Speak positive words into your life every single morning. Think big, think healing, think success, think peace, think happiness, think growth mindset. Always start the day with positive energy. You deserve it. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 